0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host, Adam. And with me today is a super special guest, Ms. Desiree with Functional Strength Pilates out of Lone Tree, Colorado. Desiree, how are you today?
2: Hi, I'm great. Thanks.
1: Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to have a conversation with me about everything that is that you do and your passion. And, you know, we'll dive into your business here in just a moment. Okay. Sounds great. Awesome. So, Ms. Desiree, go ahead and just give us a little bit about you, you know, your, your vision of maybe your idea of fitness or how you developed your business, you know, what transpired, what got you into the industry uh, and let's go from there.
2: Okay, that actually is a really long story, but I'll try to make it quick. Um, I have a degree in dance and psychology. That was um, what I studied in college. And after working professionally for a while in other fields, I just decided to pursue my love of Pilates. Um, Back at that time, I was actually doing quite a lot of aerial arts and I was in my early 20s and unclear whether I might want to run off and join the circus while I was still young or um, something else. And so I started my Pilates teacher training back in the 90s. I have been teaching professionally now for 24 years. Um, Suffice it to say, I fell in love with the teaching and never did run off to join the circus. Um, but I have been teaching classical Pilates and really, really engaged in the work in the and in the field on a professional level the whole time. I worked in a top-notch, world-famous um, facility, which is where I did my teacher training in Colorado and um, Boulder. I worked uh, there for 10 years and then branched out into another studio where I developed my own teacher training program and subsequently bought the studio about seven years ago. Um, since I've owned the studio, I haven't done very much guest teaching, but prior to that, I, I do travel quite a lot, um, mostly to Europe, and so I did do quite a lot of teaching in Europe and in various parts of the U.S. as well as a guest teacher. So in terms... Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say in terms of my vision for the studio. So we have a boutique studio. I have seven staff members and a teacher training program and a really thriving community of clients who've been engaged and involved with us for a lot of years. And um, we're just looking to grow that a little bit more, particularly the teacher training program um, this year and um, have been looking for a long time um, into some options for branching out into locations in Europe and because I spent so much time there. Um, cool. And uh, this year really working on some digital content as well.
1: Cool, I love that. I talk so much about wanting to go to you know europe or like the like on the other side and you know get out of the united states and stuff like that so that's so cool that you know here you are kind of it, that bridge between making it happen and you know you're over there and stuff like that so that's super cool um well awesome thank you for sharing that does right so i uh, touched on a couple of things but kind of give the audience you know like if they were to come into your studio you know what's to be expected what's their experience going to be like you know what Obviously, it's Pilates, but like, what types of services within Pilates do you offer for like, you know, maybe the general population, or somebody that wants to be, you know, maybe they want to be a a, a more trapeze artist, or they want to do something that requires more skill, and this is how they help. Kind of like walk us through that.
2: Sure. So, um, so let me think. Where should I start? Uh, we have a variety of different. Um, ways that people can engage in the work. We do one-on-one sessions, obviously, of course. Um, We also teach classes. Our class sizes are pretty small because we do give a lot of correction. Um, There's quite a lot uh, in classical Pilates around precision around the form uh, so that you're making sure your clients are getting the maximum benefit of every single exercise they do. So our equipment classes are limited to a number of uh, five people. Our mat classes have up to nine people in them. And then we do one-on-one work. We also do um, sometimes duets or trios as well. If people have like a friend or two that they wanna come in with, we do that as well. when people come in, we always ask them what their goals are, what they're looking for. Um, we also do quite a lot of rehabilitative work. We have quite a lot of clients who have um, utilized our work to prep for surgeries and recover from surgeries for joint replacements and all kinds of things. Everybody on my staff has been te- has over a thousand hours of initial training plus continuing education and we all have a lot of years in the field. So, We are really good at working with back injuries, knee stuff, hip replacements, all those kinds of things. Um, So it really depends on on what people are looking for when they come in. Uh, We will guide when people first inquire, I will guide them toward one-on-one work if they are in pain or dealing with um, recovery or um, things like that. yeah otherwise we put them in classes and we have everything from therapeutic level classes all the way to advanced um classes
1: awesome so it sounds like a, a nice variety of you know whether it's so you said a one-on-one or you know beginner in middle because from experience i've done a couple pilates classes and it is no joke it is <laughs> you know, like it's, it's just a different style of training and it works your muscles a different way um my fiance loves plotties like she, you know, absolutely loves it. And you know it's it's like you know, I feel like I get these two mixed up, but it's like is Plot is the one where you're holding the poses or it's kind of like a pulsing or yes, no.
2: We our our style of Pilates is continuous movement. So we teach people the choreography and not just the choreography, but the skills to execute that choreography from the right muscles and that kind of thing. And as they gain proficiency, we move them toward fluid continuous movement. So um We teach all these transitions between the exercises, so that by the time people are moving into intermediate and advanced classes, it's just seamless from one exercise to the next. Um, The great thing about it is that you only do between three and eight reps of every exercise. So you don't like actually feel like you're going to throw up the whole time, yet you work your abs really deeply because we just keep coming at it from a different angle, Um, not just the abs, of course, it's full body work, but yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's I like that the educational piece behind everything. So it's like you're you're giving and instilling the knowledge into them. So, you know, they come back and then they're ready to move on to your advance or intermediate or whatever the case is. Love that.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I know I, I say a lot that our studio really is for everyone, and that is sounds such a weird thing you're supposed to pick your niche and all that kind of stuff but we truly our studio is such has such a diverse clientele we because of our teacher training program we have a lot of our grads and teachers and teachers in the area who come to us and are doing truly the most advanced Pilates work we also have a lot of older clients and like I said people with joint replacements and things like that that are at a therapeutic level and pretty much everything in between Um, one of the things I love about our studio is that it is very warm and welcoming. And because our clientele is so established, they typically will introduce themselves to new people and just make everyone feel really at home.
1: Nice. Yeah. A little family aspect, a little community.
2: Yeah.
1: Those usually like you make the most connections and memories based on all that, which is amazing. Um, so w- within your business, ask me, or excuse me, ask me, tell me, uh, Desiree, you know, you said that, you know, Pilates for everybody, you know, what, what are, you know, if you had to pick, you know, a client and we'll obviously withhold the name for, you know, privacy purposes, but, you know, you have somebody comes in and, you know, maybe they want to lose like, let's say like 20 to 30 pounds over X amount of months, you know, how would you, you know, inside your facility when they walk in, how would you, I guess, nurture them or guide them, you know, with your style of practice, how would you, you know, what would their program look like what would they endure and go through um when they be sure a-
2: sure so the first thing we do is uh, assess them physically to see if they do have any vulnerabilities um low back issues knee issues whatever because the first thing you want to do when you're getting people involved um in uh exercise for fitness is to make sure that they're not going to exacerbate anything, that we want to shore up their support system internally so that they are staying safe and able to progress. I always start by telling people Pilates is not a weight loss system. So it's not necessarily going to drop pounds for you the way um, some other things will, but it will drop inches. It will um, help you to um, tone and feel better and prevent injuries and recover from injuries and all those kinds of things. And you will see noticeable changes in your body. Most people um, after three to five sessions start feeling a bit taller. And, um, shortly after that, they start saying things like my husband says, I seem taller, you know, because the posture changes and all those kinds of things. So you will see, um, a very big difference in the way you hold yourself. You'll see reduction in terms of like inches lost, um, as you tone more and that kind of stuff, but we're not specifically a weight loss system. Um, that said, if someone is pretty healthy and, um, able to just move along, we will just get them, I would probably put them on an unlimited class package if their goal was to increase fitness and lose weight and just get them in the studio every day if they can be. Uh, This work can be done every day. We have a variety of classes, some of which are a little bit more focused um, depending on the equipment you're on a little bit more focused on stretching versus strengthening and that kind of stuff so it's possible to come in every single day and just work your muscles a little differently every day and not be too fried
1: awesome um no that's cool because you know it's something that you can do every day I, i feel like you know you could probably speak to this too is that people enjoy or most people enjoy something that they can do longer versus like oh you can only come twice a week or you can only come you know, maybe three days a week or something that's like, they they love it so much that it becomes, you know, a part of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the full spectrum, um, obviously depending on what people's work schedules are and home schedules and um, other workout systems. A lot of people just use this for cross training and they come in a couple of days a week. We find that people get the best results if they're coming in three or more times a week, um, but certainly anything's better than nothing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Any, any, Anything in the drawer is better than nothing. Yeah. Cool, that's right. Well, talk to me about like the size of your facility. So how many members do you currently have? Do you have like a target number in mind? Obviously, you said you were trying to bring it to Europe. So I know there's probably a little something going on with that. Um, but kind of walk me through like, you know, current member base, um, you know, maybe facility size.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have... Oh, gosh. We have at any given time between 250 and 400 active clients. Um, our core base of most active people is um, smaller than that. Of course, it's more like probably around 100. And um, we, like I said, have seven instructors on our staff, as well as our teacher training program. So um, that's, that's all going really well. Um, we just just a couple weeks ago hired back one of our staff who had left at the beginning of the pandemic so one of the things we've been dealing with like most people is we've been short staffed for three years so we've been pretty much at capacity this whole time and our capacity is expanding just a little bit because we do have one of our teachers decided she wanted to come back which was super great Yeah, so I think the kind of expanding that we're working on this year uh, is really working on more digital expansion, um, developing some digital programs. This past year, I um, started dipping my toes more into social media, which is not a comfort zone for me at all. Um, So we're working on some video content and things like that. And now that I've got sort of a better sense of how how that works? Um, we're working on. We're looking toward um, really upping the digital content and um, some video content and things like that, and um, launching launching into some of that later on this year. The other big thing that I do now that are, or that I have to do because I am the studio owner. I also direct and run the teacher training program. I also am the main teacher for the studio. So I've had a really full plate, um, especially during this time that we've been short staffed. So I'm really looking forward to catching up to myself a bit this year to working on some physical improvements to our space um, and, you know, revamping our website and some things like that that I just have not been able to do these last few years. Um so just kind of house cleaning.
1: Yeah. You know, just kind of, you know, we'll uh we'll say making all like the the intricate little like details fine-tuned.
2: Yeah.
1: Everything that comes with it. Um cool. Member wise, it sounds like, you know, you guys have the people, it's just you don't have the instructors or, you know, you're slowly getting back to, you know, the time where it's you know, you have, you have that, I guess, flexibility. Mm -hmm. Um, So you you touched on, you know, like ads and more like digital marketing, things like that. So tell me, like, are you currently running paid advertising or is it more or less, you know, like where's the bulk of like your lead gen come from?
2: It's mixed. We do um, do we do some paid advertising on Google these days. Um, Is the only place I've been doing it. Facebook ads used to bring us so much. They were so great. And over the years, they um, you know they constantly change their algorithms and stuff. And I just can't get them to work anymore it's exhausting it's a waste of my time so um so we do run some ads on google um i also have a fantastic seo guy who um, has been helping us with that and just optimizing our google rankings has been huge um we get a lot from word of mouth we've also been in the same location for 12 years now so that um also you know, people drive by, they see us, um, there are some other prop- popular businesses pretty next door to us, so we're visible, um, so it comes from just a combination of all of those things.
1: Yeah, and, you know, being, being in that space long-term, you know, allows for people to be, you know, they've seen the facility, and then maybe it's their time to stop in. Um, yeah.
2: I will also mention that previous owners of the studio had done um, quite a lot with Groupon. At that time, I was an instructor in the studio. I ended up buying it from them, you know, a few se- seven years ago. But um, I did away with that because those kind of discounting discounting our services in that way just does not bring in the clientele that our studio is really geared toward. However, over the years, that gave us a huge amount of exposure to quite a lot of people. And we do find, usually a couple years later, those same people circling back and being like, God, I just felt so good when I was seeing you guys. And, you know, at the time, I didn't realize how valuable it was or, you know, I hurt my back. And I know you guys know what you're doing. So I'm going to come to you and have you fix me now. So it's it's been this kind of really interesting um over a very big picture kind of uh circling back um that we get with a lot of clients in our area
1: yeah and that, that's good you know I, it always feels good to people where they're like oh i gotta come back you guys are the experts you helped me out the last time we're gonna do it again yep. um, and to your point you know the the word of mouth which congrats because you know word of mouth is huge people always feel or see more value when it's from a person that's actually in the space because then it's credible and it's like, well, hey, I've been coming here for, you know, seven months and I have not one bad thing to say about it. They're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to give that a shot. Yeah. Cool. Um, and it's, it's nice when you have at least somebody helping or giving insight tips on, you know, the marketing, cause the marketing can be very wonky and, you know, there's so many different little details about marketing, you know, like population, demographic, click funnels you name it, list goes on and on. And on. So, um, so within like, you know, the marketing, you know, with your, your ads and everything is, is your membership base currently, you said you have at any given time between 250 and 400, but then you mentioned something like more like your, your core is like that 100 range um, mm-hmm. is that like, and you've been in there for a while, which is good. Is that like, a great number or would you like to see that number expand or kind of you know what what would be the best for your space
2: yeah we're i mean of course we're always looking to um bring in more clients of course we could always bring in more clients we can add more classes to our schedule and that kind of thing which we probably will start doing this year um the bigger area um that we put we're putting more emphasis on in terms of growth right now is teacher training um, because our teacher training program is fantastic. It is licensed by the uh, state of Colorado as a private occupational school. It is incredibly in-depth and um, we finally, so over the first couple years of the pandemic, we really didn't have people coming through teacher training, nor did Any of the other top notch teacher training programs that I know everything was really slow doing those kind of education settings uh, for professional training um, when there was some uncertainty in the industry and all those kinds of things. um, They just took a huge hit. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I forgot to put a glass of water here. Anyway, uh, the education programs took a huge hit during the pandemic, and I was talking gosh, a few months ago with uh, an instructor friend I have who's in Houston, and she said, oh my God, nobody has teachers. And I said, tell me about it. She said, where did they go? And I said, I don't know. At the beginning of my uh, of the pandemic in 2020, half of my staff left to homeschool their kids and to take care of their parents and stuff like that. And as I mentioned earlier, some of them are coming back, but um, I think there just remains a huge demand in the industry for really well-trained teachers. And our, I feel like our teacher training program is poised to fill that. And um, that's a place I really wanna get the word out about our training program, get more people into that. That's the biggest area um, that I think we're trying to kind of focus on this year.
1: Yeah, no, it sounds you know, a, a good way because Uh, I used to know a gym that would like teach uh, a personal training program. I don't necessarily know if it was state funded or not, but um, it would give them the tools to come in person versus like just buying a book and do it on your own. And they would learn all the skills. then you create, like you said, like that, that community, that niche. And it's like, whether they come for you or, you know, then they're, you know, they're able to have that certification or, you know, title. So that is, you know, I would say like said a one of a kind. Um, well, Desiree, so we talked about, you know, a little bit of sales, a little bit of marketing, things like that. Um, Just to touch on a little bit, you know, over the years in like client retention, you know, how, how does retention look? Do you feel like you have a good returning clientele base Do you feel like you have more people even than that come in, kind of walk me through that.
2: Oh gosh, we have a great clientele base. I just feel really, really lucky. I do think a lot of it has to do with the way that I and my staff run the studio, um, because like I said, we are very welcoming. And also, honestly, I can credit the pandemic for some of this as well. I mean, we always had really high um, reviews when we were doing Groupon. We had like the highest reviews on Facebook, um, Google reviews, all that kind of stuff. Like we've, we've always, you know, we're good at what we do. Um, we only hire staff who are deeply committed to this work on a professional level, who are passionate about it. And I think that does come through in the client experience. Um, but, The pandemic actually weirdly helped my business um, in ways that I would never have guessed. So we were closed down. um, In Colorado, we didn't have the kind of closures that a lot of places did. We were closed for about seven weeks um, in my county. Other counties had longer closures, but for us it was seven weeks. And during that time, we quickly pivoted to putting everything on Zoom. We set up our waiting rooms um, in Zoom so clients could start them before the teacher joined, so they would all get online when they were staying home and chat with each other and visit with each other and show each other their pets and you know their kids and things like that. And that. Um, translated to people who couldn't wait to see each other when we reopened and I um, because I it's kind of a long story but because I have so many ties to Europe and the pandemic hit pretty hard in um, France and Spain um, before it came here I saw my friends going through stuff and I kind of knew what to do in terms of keeping the studio clean and making people feel safe and all that so all of those things led to, for the first, gosh, through until people were pretty vaccinated and that kind of thing, and things started really opening up again in 2021, uh, we had a huge percentage of clients who told me they ordered their groceries online and came to see us. Like, we were the place they Came to, and that really has carried us in an incredible way. Um, and just you know, having them build their relationships and friendships, and sort of be there for each other, and us being there for them, um, has just created this incredible sense of community. And um, yeah, it's I, I can't remember your actual question, <laughs> but uh, yeah.
1: Um. You know it kind of you know it sounds like you know um it was we were talking about retention, but you
2: yes went yeah, through,
1: yeah. it sounds like covid you know in a weird roundabout way was like almost like like a little hidden gem in the rough, you know it's uh allowed people to what's the word allow people to be more uh community based but also do things that they wouldn't have done if it did happen, you know, and it sounds like it you know
2: yeah, you know we have a lot. Of- of clients who normally travel quite a lot. And again, they weren't doing that for a while, but they were coming to see us. And so now this past year, uh, 2022, uh, a lot of our people went back to traveling. I have several clients who literally were out of the country three or four times this past year, Um, but new people came in and just felt very welcomed. So I think um, in terms of retention, you know, at the end of the day, it has to do with the value that they're getting, right? Like my staff knows their stuff and they're providing a good experience in terms of the workout. That's why people look us up online. That's why people come to the studio. So without that, um, I don't think any amount of community would necessarily keep people spending money with us, Um, but Also, the community aspect um, has really supported them. So I think um, both of those things, we have pretty good retention rates. Um, That said, we also are in an area where people do come and go a lot, people move around a lot, um, real estate, values shot up in our area so we had a lot of turnover in terms of people leaving um especially this past year people moving out of state and that kind of stuff but just along with that we've had a lot of people coming in too so it seems to be um working out
1: yeah like a balance act almost yeah um no all good things um so Next question I want to ask, you know, and there's, you know, whatever you feel comes to your, your mind when you hear it, um, you know, you got a lot of good things going inside your business. You know, you had some, some ups and some downs and you got some expansion that's about to happen and things like that, you know, currently sitting, if you could take a step back and look at your business and be like, you know, I got X, Y, and Z, X and Z are performing good. Y is where we really need to pick it up. What would like that be? Like what would be like, if you had to make something better, you know, the, the rest were running well. What would
2: that be? Yeah, yeah. For us, it's um, two things. One, I think, would be um, the digital content and video content that I was talking about. Um, We're looking toward, uh, gosh, there are like three different projects on the table for this year around that, um, around subscription-based content, around um, various other kinds of digital and online video content. So that would be one big area that we have really not even branched out into to. Um, So that's, um, there's a lot on the table for that. The other would be increasing our classes. Uh, One of the things that did happen during the pandemic is we, a lot of our classes sort of dropped off and people wanted to just be doing one-on-one work, which has been phenomenal. It's been phenomenal for them. It's been phenomenal for our staff and for the business as a whole. Um, But I'd love to see us getting back into um, a more robust class schedule. We have between 30 and 35 classes a week on the schedule now, but we used to have um, a bit more than that so I'd love to get back to that. Um yeah I think that that and then just continuing to get the word out about our teacher training program. Those are those are like the three areas that I really want to put some energy into.
1: Yeah no absolutely and all good things because you know at the end of the day it's going to lead to you know quality it's going to lead to a little extra you know financial gain. Um, And then you know, maybe some stability. Yeah. yeah. Um good. Great. Great answer. Love that. Um <clears throat> big picture. Um, or excuse me, big picture. Um, you know, in the next, you know, let's let's the teacher training program, the digital content, like as you get through your years of fitness, and um, you know, I got I know you mentioned Europe, but like, if you were to have, like, a long, long-term, like, target, not end goal, because I don't like that word, but, like, just, like, target goal plan over the next, like, five to ten years, like, where would you want to see yourself, your fitness company, um, or, your excuse me, your business, you know, like, what, where would you want to be inside of that time frame?
2: Well, I would love to expand our current... Um... our our brick and mortar business to a larger location, to a larger staff, you know, and that kind of thing, just so we could serve more people. I'd love to see that actual core business expand um, down the road, that for sure. Um, I would love to have a thriving online component, video digital subscription component, I think there's a lot of potential for that. And um, I would love to have a location in Switzerland. <laughs> I mean, that's really been a goal for a long time. Um, I have looked into it uh, variously. Uh, it's not the easiest country to uh, get established in as a foreigner. It's it's not easy at all, but uh, that's uh, something that I've definitely um, been looking into for years.
1: Yeah. Um, oh man that's Switzerland that's one of the places I've always wanted to go to um, you know I've heard uh, I'm like a huge like snowboarder so like okay you know, you know so like all in the cold and, you know people are probably like oh the cold weather no thanks but um, anywho that's that's super cool Desiree um, so what I want to do is I want to do two final questions as we get ready to wrap up here First question is more or less for um, our listeners to gain some insights and wisdom from you.
4: Hmm.
1: So, you know, there's a, you know, million different people out in this world, and some are aspiring to be gym owners. Some, you know, just want to be their own boss in some shape or form. From your experiences and journeys and things like that, what would you give our listeners of value or of wisdom to give them the next tip to be their own boss or? give them some valuable insight to start their journey.
2: Hmm. Start with really great training, know your stuff, be an expert. And once you have that, um, you know, building a clientele. Honestly, I will tell you, it is way easier to work for someone else than to work for yourself in this field, unless you're doing like a home studio or very something very small. Um, But if you're looking to your own income to support yourself or to support yourself and your family um, and that kind of thing, branching out and owning a business um, where you have multiple staff working for you and all that kind of stuff in fitness, like there's a lot of reward to be gained but there's there's some hard times too i mean one of the one of the things just sorry but a quick anecdote um one of the things that has happened for us is that a certain chain Pilates studio opened five locations within 15 minutes of my studio and so we're holding our own we're doing great knock on wood um, but there was a period a number of years ago um, where when that first happened, where it just sucked all the air out of the market for us. And what we do is a very different level of depth and quality than what they offer. Um, But in terms of, you know, when you have a huge international company, um, and these big gym chains and things like that opening up around you, um, you have to really know how to get your your web presence um, to compete with that. A, you know you have to find a way to show up in searches. Otherwise, you're just drowned out um, by by those very well funded, huge companies. So um, understanding your marketplace and building strong community, uh, strong relationships in your community, um, and then getting your digital or your online um, visibility, um, those, those are really big places to focus once you know what you're doing, once you have your expert training. And I, I can't stress enough the importance of really knowing your stuff. You know, there are personal trainers and Pilates instructors and yoga teachers on every corner these days, but, it, but your work speaks for itself. If you know what you're doing and convey a great experience to your clients, um, then that helps a lot.
1: Yeah, becoming the expert in your craft and then you know reteaching that to others is huge. Yeah. And also great answer with, you know, the wisdom because you know every every gym owner's got a little different spin on things or a little spice that they throw in. So it's it's good to hear different sides and angles and you know, everybody's got a different struggle or journey that they went through to get where they are now. So um awesome, Desiree. Well, it's been a pleasure. Um, last but not least is you know you how can listeners reach your gym or excuse me reach your you know your Pilates um, website uh, either phone number at you know whatever however you want to let the listeners know but how can they reach out to you and or come check out your studio
2: Absolutely. So my studio's name is Functional Strength Pilates. We are located in Lone Tree, Colorado, which is just south of Denver. Um, We are on Instagram and Facebook, Functional Strength Pilates. Uh, Last month, I put out a bunch of kind of dorky, I'm not going to lie, kind of dorky little videos, Um, just really short five and 10 minute workout videos um, that are available for free on Instagram and Facebook through our um, Functional Strength Pilates pages. So those would definitely be something to check out. We are www.fspilates.com online and um, looking to really expand our um, video and online presence um, and social media presence in the coming years. So definitely follow us and check us out.
1: Awesome. Well, you heard it from Ms. Desiree herself. Check out her website. If you're in the Lone Tree, Colorado area, go check out her studio. Lots of great things going on there. Um, Desiree, it's been a pleasure. For everyone listening at home, if there's ever a time where you're like, I want to be on the Jim Lords podcast, click on the link below, fill out your information, and we'll be in touch and get you on the show.
0: But until then, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next
2: interview.
5: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Wars Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Jeremy out of Taylor Training Systems. Hey, Jeremy. How's it going, man? I'm
3: well. How are you doing?
5: I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. Now, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on and how you run Taylor training systems. Tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place.
3: Yeah. So um, we'll start with the 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 ladder there. So the how why I wanted to start this business in the first place. So when I I graduated from college in 17, 2017, I immediately went into uh, coaching baseball for the school I played at. And that makes zero dollars and zero cents basically. So um, I had to find another source of income. I was always super into health and fitness, didn't know anything about it. Obviously, I just worked out on my own. Um Kale Owen, who's not a part of Yale's company, obviously, he went to the same college as I did. I got connected with him. I started working for him on a basically full-time basis Um, while I was coaching. It only lasted one year of coaching college baseball. And I said, I'm done with that. I'm going to go do the gym thing full-time. So um mm-hmm. uh, did that for a couple of years. So 18 and 19, uh, we we're doing a lot. I mean, the, the business blew up um we had a lot of members a lot of recurring members it was the same kind of format as what i have now with the group class style um personal training secondary focus which we a little bit here have kind of like a 50 50 focus on that because we do so many personal training hours and i'll get into that here in a second but um that group class setting we we crushed it and a lot of it had to do i know when we first started we were struggling quite a bit i know he kale started working with gym launch at the time and then it was like ascension crazy um we put in really good systems in place to eliminate attrition um like we had constant communication constant follow-up people kept people top of mind in the business it was great and now looking back at that i was young i didn't really understand what we were doing and the importance of it but now looking back at it i'm like awesome that's why we had such good figures um i ended up getting out of that you know the money wasn't awesome for me just not being in the ownership position at that point And i, I was looking to Grow myself, try something new because I went straight from college into that. So I started selling real estate, um, had immediate success in that and um went to that full time thinking that I would enjoy that more, just having that and making my life easier, which for a while it was nice because just less stress having to, you know, get up early or stay up late, because obviously the gym is odd business hours, but so is real estate coming to find out. So uh, <laughs> excuse me. But anyway, so I get a couple of years into selling real estate and I recognize that I'm doing a lot more referral business. I'm not having to spend as much money on online lead sources. And I'm like, you know what? I have the capability to go out and do my own thing. I don't have to spend quite as many hours on this. Um, and I really miss the gym space. I was noticing like kind of a decline in my own health personally because I wasn't fo- focusing on it as much. So um, got hooked up with the right people at the right time. Found a space. Um, announced in uh, July of 19 that we were going to open in January of 2020 got it set up for January of 2020 and in the middle of a pandemic uh opened a gym so <laughs> that was super fun it really I mean we're in Florida so people just like don't care about COVID for the most part so we were lucky in that aspect um we still had a lot of challenges in that first year just because people were so concerned about cleanliness so it was like right the most constant effort um to keep this place just like looking sharp and like from the outside, looking in uh, people knowing that we're taking care of our stuff kind of a thing. So I'm sure our equipment took a little bit of a hit just from being so heavily sanitized for a year and a half constantly. Um, but that's okay. So that was all a part of it, but yeah, we had some pretty consistent growth through the first year. We had a lot of people that came over. I hired a guy that was, a at the last gym that I was at with me, he came over and and basically was my full-time staff member right away. Um, that pulled over a lot of people from other gyms just, just based upon the name kind of a thing. And then uh, we've, consi- we've consistently grown solely off referrals for the past two years. Um, so now we've gotten to the point where we're at a comfortable level. Membership-wise, we, we cap out about half our classes. Um, we have eight classes throughout the day. So we have four in the morning, four in the afternoons. Um, in between that, we have quite a bit of personal training between um, the four coaches that are here. That's done in the non-class hours, or even during class hours. Other coaches are working at the same time you know, in other parts of the gym, um, but that, that's grown us to this point. We're pretty comfortable uh, with as as far as total numbers with the current class setup that we have. Um, raising our prices in February because we've gotten to the point where it's like like I said, half of them are capped anyway. So we got to either either I got to add more classes or I got to add more members or I got to raise prices. So I'm going through the price thing. We're kind of undercutting people to start in the first place. Cause I had the ability to do so this being my second form of income. Um, but now we're getting to the point, you know, obviously we want to make sure we're staying up with market value. So we don't dwindle the the quality of our product or, or what people deem the quality of our product as well. So that's, what's gotten us here. Um, February one of prices go up. Uh, we have, five on staff. We have two interns now. I know I put one intern down there in the initial notes when I sent them over to you, but we just had another one pop on. So we have like one in the morning, one in the afternoons. Um, And everything is a lot more organized now. At this, So yeah, Yeah. took a couple years to get there, but yeah, pretty happy.
5: So a few questions that kind of popped into my head as you were kind of going through everything. First thing I want to ask you about is raising your prices. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of personal trainers and gym owners don't (laughs) Charge what they should. So do you have a strategy around the way that you're going to do that?
3: Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> this started in the last quarter of last year in showing value add prior to the price hike. So we, we announced a month in advance in our contract. We have that we have the ability to raise the prices at any time. We're we're billed on a monthly basis. And I know um with you all system, you guys like to bill on a weekly basis, which I understand the process and that basically what what I had to do is I, I took what I wanted to make if it was a weekly basis thing and I put it into a month um, billing cycle. Mm-hmm. So anyways, which I had that discussion with Kale a few weeks ago, but what we did is we started doing a lot of value add stuff. So making renovations, obviously showing, adding to the team, more community events uh, started hosting more things in house or out of house that we were paying for an hour dime kind of a deal. Um, so it took a little bit of money up front, more effort, more time, from our staff in particular, you know, like I said, making renovations to the space and showing them that we're wanting to improve as a business, um, adding additions, like, so we have yoga to to the regimen as well. So, um, little pieces like that. So the value out up front, I think is really important. Um, secondarily is, is, this is just a constant strategy when you're in the fitness business. This is a very intimate setting. Um, Being honest, transparent, and client focused at all times and just making sure your staff is on the same page as you as far as like creating those relationships and making strong relationships the entire time. This is something that especially if you can be in a positive space with these people at all times as best you can. Obviously, you're not gonna, you know, appease everybody, but the best you can provide a consistent product for them that they're gonna be happy with. When you do go to raise prices, you know, I have my handful of people that have been upset about it, but a majority of the folks that when we announced it were like, Hey, we get it. Like this place is full all the time. Um, this is what you do in business. You raise the prices when your product is popular. So the, the the level of understanding was like already there. And you know, when we, when we initially rolled out the price stuff, um, it's, I don't know if you've heard the phrase, it's hard to hate up close. Um, but it's when you're, when you're, When you have a text conversation, it's super easy to be mean. When you have a phone call conversation, it's a little bit harder to be mean because there's a little bit more of an intimate setting in that. When you do a video transaction, it gets even harder to be, um, you know, hateful or, or angry back at it. So we made sure when we announced this price increase, it wasn't just a simple email. It wasn't like a hidden thing. It was a break down a full 2023 breakdown of what we're doing and how we're going to be managing the business things we're going to do for our growth and what the added value we're going to have for them as a clients it's not crazy stuff it's it's very it's not, it's simple really it's just continuing to, pre- to provide a good product and then announcing those price increases how they're going to just like go compared to the old prices obviously we talk about inflation a little bit and that just to obviously be transparent uh, but most people understood anyways and, and you know secondarily too is i think the from You mentioned that most people are just scared to do it uh, with raising the prices. You know, I had a little bit of that fear when I was younger. I think real estate also helped me with this. There's so much money in this world. Um, Like, don't be afraid to go ask for it too. If you feel like your product's worth it, you'll find people that are willing to pay it, especially if you provide a quality product. So I'm confident in our product. Our coaches are confident in their product. So when you're asking for a price point, yeah, you may lose some members, but realistically, if, if you feel like it's worth it and you're truly confident in that, and you provide that level of service for them, which again, most gym owners in this boutique fitness space are very proud of their product. Like be be proud of it to the point where, you know, you can live happily and continue to work in this and provide the service for people. I feel like sometimes because it's a friendly relationship, people feel like they have to give discounts to their friends. Like we don't give Apple discounts. Like we don't give these big players, Google discounts. Like why, why should you have to give discounts as well all the time? So, um, you want to set yourself up and just say like, Hey, this is what I'm worth. And this is what I feel like I'm going to get paid. It may set you back for a momentary. It's a, it's a short-term pain for a long-term pleasure kind of a thing. It may set you back for a moment, but stick to your guns, like provide a quality product. You'll find people that want to pay at that price point kind of a thing. So that's the mindset that we have to go through.
5: Yeah. Very well said. Thank you for sharing that. Um, So next question is like when you started the gym, did you start with zero clients or did you already have some clients going in?
3: I mean technically zero. I mean it was I I didn't personally have any clients cuz I was out of the game for a year. Um I, I didn't do any sort of personal training or anything like that. So it was literally like us pre opening was just us like market like just social media, solely social media. We're opening January 4th like pre-sign up now we're going to have a 100 member cap. So he's like set a limit on it and and just to encourage a little bit of uh motivation for people to come in. So we had I think we had like 54 people, like day one. It was like boom, people popped in the door, signed up right away. Most of those, I'll say probably 70% of those are from gyms that we are people that we've known in the past. And then we had like quite a few random that I was not anticipating um, coming in the door. Um and then in that first year, by the end of the first year, we were probably at somewhere in the like upper 80s, lower 90s, 90s as far as recurring. Um, and then over this previous year the second year in business again this is all referral based um we added roughly you know 30 to 40 and we go up and down we do monthly contracts no annuals so we, d- we allow people to go in and out we, we're pretty flexible in that aspect um but like i said we're about 117 recurring now um heading into february this next year or so or this next month rather um but so not not quite as much growth from year one into year two but again i to be very honest with you, I wasn't really focused on, on, on blowing the doors out of this place as far as total membership, because again, it's a secondary income source for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, getting into the end of last year, I was like, I want to make this the same way I do my real estate business, which is super organized. We have, everyone has a system for everything. There's an avenue of communication that everyone's expected to go through kind of a thing, just make it like a legitimate business. Cause right. I tweeted it kind of as a hobby initially. Yeah. Um, so this is where like this, this year, like, there will be more marketing dollars. Like I want to be first to, to come to mind when people think of group fitness places in St. Augustine or the best personal trainers in St. Augustine. I want tailor training systems to be the first thought when people pop, it, pop into their mind. So being around um, more community events or just even like obviously social media marketing just to where first thing that pops up kind of be you know, top of mind. So that's that's our 2023 approach is actually to have um, a true marketing plan put in place.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Something
3: to follow. Um, to make sure because again we are raising our prices so we may end up losing after a few months uh, some people that that if they just can't afford it we want to make sure we have those spots filled immediately absolutely mm -hmm.
5: so if you had to go back and start from start over from zero is there anything that you would do differently
3: uh yeah for sure for sure um if if i think in the moment i was so concerned about just providing a space for myself again it this is just me personally. I feel like I'm going to have a big, a very different story for most people. Cause most people are like, I'm going to own a gym and that is what I'm going to make money off of. Um, that's so hard. And I, I know you guys probably have the metrics for what average gym owner makes. It's like nothing. So, um, it's so hard. So I had my real estate income, but I, I just wanted this gym to be like a side gig for me, kind of a thing that people can, you know, I get to see people. It's a great for referral source for me for real estate. Um, so if I could have went back, I, I would have had a better approach from the start um, in a game plan for growing from the start. So that would have been because I didn't take it seriously initially to, to have like a true growth game plan. Um, now, obviously we're doing it now. We have a great, we have a great already, just like low hanging fruit of leads already with people that are already here, but um, which is awesome. I'm, we're blessed to have that. But if I could have done that from the start, who knows where we would have been, you know, at this point kind yeah. of. A thing. So that's, that would probably be my biggest regret is not having a, not having a better game plan going into it for like, what, what audience are we targeting? Uh, how are we going to target them? What are we going to test to target those folks to see what kind of revenue that we are, or are we have on those initial targets? And like, because I was so, you know, I was like, we can just do this all word of mouth. We have a good product. Um, Again, coming to realize that's not necessarily how it works. You got to have a really strong word of mouth <laughs> group to be able to grow like that um which again we're pretty comfortable with where we're at anyways but um it just took a lot longer than i think it should have at right. this point where we're at so we definitely could have grown a whole hell, heck of a lot faster um than we did so that would be probably my biggest regret is not having just a a, a, a better marketing plan in place cuz that's really everything in this world is staying top of mind for yeah. people so people i mean problem. do
5: you think there are lots of ways to do marketing but word of mouth and referrals do you think that for a gym owner that is like looking to grow that that should be their main focus or should it be something else
3: no no referrals definitely not it's just it's that's that's that is a very high-hanging fruit like you got to reach really hard for that you got to climb a few branches to get there um obviously we have access to social media which is super powerful um and obviously we want to provide some sort of value in every sort of social media and then create a targeted audience so like I know, for example, with our with the old gym, um, you know, setting a, like a call to action, making it limited, and uh, making the time frame shortened to where like it feels like there's a sense of urgency behind it. That stuff really does work in the gym space. Um, creating challenges because it obviously incentivizes people to get out their ass and get into the space. Sorry for cussing. Hopefully that's okay. <laughs> um, but so, anyways, like setting those sort of uh, things up, and then obviously. Like so I, I have
4: a
5: question. I'm going to cut you off, but before you go on to the next one, there are a lot. There's like a rise of trainers that are anti-challenge.
3: Yeah, there definitely is.
5: Um, just curious about your thoughts on that because I mean, people like people like challenges.
3: Yeah, it, it, I think so. It's the uh, which I'm not. I'm not a big challenge person. So I'll make that very clear. We 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 don't do that. We haven't done it yet. Um, and the reason being is because you'll have you have the. You have the party that wants to do, no, it's not sustainable to do the challenge um, because you're just hitting it hard for six weeks. And you have the people that like the challenges because it brings people in the door. So my thought on it is this if we're gonna run it, um, there's still ways. It's you're just kickstarting people like to get into the space. You can still, it's just like when you're setting down for an initial client consultation, it's not positive. It's not, it will not behoove you as a trainer to just combat what they're saying. Cause a lot of times you'll ask people like, all right. So tell me about your past experiences and what you've done um, when you've worked out in the past. And they'll tell you everything that they've done and what they've tried. And a lot of times you'll be like, oh, God, that's not the way you should be doing things. And they'll be like, you know, I, I know I need to lift for more volume and I need to do more cardio. And you can say, yeah, sure, absolutely. And, and you're getting them to break down the walls to initially just get them in the door with you. And then you can teach them the right way to do things kind of thing. So I see in my head, I see challenges as like, yeah, it's a little bit gimmicky. Um and it sounds like you're just doing this like short-term focus for people to get in the door and just make money off of them. But you have the ability, obviously in your position as a, as an owner or a coach or whatever, to to show them the right way once they get in the door kind of a thing. And then you can keep them on for life at that point. The challenge is just the get them in the door kind of a deal. So I think, yeah. I think if you're opposed to challenges, are, are more concerned about the gimmicky approach that some people have taken. And there's been like, Here's six weeks. I have a generalized plan for you that I built out two years ago. You got to pay $500 for, it, and I'm not going to talk to you after six weeks. So it's just how you go about handling it. So that's the way I think about it, at least.
5: Yeah, I would. Uh, I agree with you on that one. Um, the next question, what is your day-to-day? Well, what are the most important things that you do as the owner on a day-to-day basis? Like every day, the things that you want <laughs> to continue um, to help your business
3: grow. Day-to-day is... I, I mean, we have like a checklist of like organizations and organization in here. I think um, just making sure one employees are upholding what they're supposed to be doing, um, taking care of the employees and making sure they're doing what they're supposed to do is obviously the biggest thing because that's going to translate and trickle down into the the clientele. I personally like to to make myself available for people. And that's why I work out of this office as much as I can, even when I'm doing real estate related stuff. Um, even if it's just a, a quick hello Kind of a thing just it's just a simple touch with folks that, that makes them feel seen and wanted and especially as the owner if we're speaking directly to owners people want to see the owner as much as they can coaches are great um I again i don't have to do like 90 percent of the classes which is awesome that's a lot of man hours i don't have to handle but even just you being in the space or being around the community so like it's and by, by around the community i mean we have the facebook group that we have and me just even just putting something in there so um i think I'm going to keep calling them touches. Touches are a big part of it. So uh, daily having something, and it's something even on the weekends, like I'll schedule posts so I don't have to think about it, Um, something that I can post on the weekends into the group so people feel seen and wanted from the owner. So I think that's a really big deal. Um, I know it makes it kind of tough to scale as far as like you getting out of the space at some point um, and like not being seen and just being kind of a figurehead from afar kind of a deal but it really, in my head, it just doesn't take much effort for me to be here because I'm going to be here working anyways um, and just being able to see people on a daily basis. Um, so that's like a, the biggest thing I think to me is is making yourself available if needed, yeah. uh, even though you're not having any like required man hours here kind of a deal. Um Other than that, it's really, it's it's setting expectations for your employees and, and making sure they're upholding them so they're representing your business in a, in a, a quality light. That's the, the biggest thing. And just making sure, um, like I said, if you have cleaning checklist, if you have like scheduling and making sure people are getting there on time and all that kind of stuff, everyone keeps themselves accountable, um, inside of our space. So we have a good, we have a good culture. So I don't really have to worry about that all too much, but that's definitely a, a big proponent of your success.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So being that this isn't necessarily your, or it isn't your like main source of income,
3: mm-hmm,
5: um, do you want it to be one day?
3: Um, I don't, I don't really have an opinion on that yet. If I'm being honest with you, um, it's, I enjoy selling real estate um, and, and financially it's a, a good decision. I, I want to see both businesses grow. I'm always like looking for things to dive into as well. So um, this is just like a, a little bit of a piece of the pie to me, kind of a deal um, in like something that I could grow into other businesses as well. Um, but I don't, maybe at some point, like if I had to pick my passion, it would definitely be the gym space. So yes, but um, I also enjoy other things. So I honestly, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you what that invented would be. Yes, and I want this to be my sole source of income yeah. So I just like doing other things. Yeah, so, <laughs> Not so. bad. I appreciate
5: your honesty. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so last question for you is, you briefly touched on this earlier, but like what are your goals for the next 12 months, even outside of that? Like what do you want Taylor- Training systems to to grow into, Uh,
3: staple part of the community is my big thing. I'm I'm huge on being involved and making ourselves available and uh, utilizing this platform as like a powerful source for all of us to help with Saint Augustine, Saint John's County in general. Um, So that's that's one big focus is becoming more part of the community that we have been in the past couple years and utilizing our member source to help out with local events, maybe host even um, like charitable events, that kind of stuff. So that's, that's a big part of this year for one. Um, But in, inside the business wise um, for, for me personally is delegating tasks um, to people and continuing to just work as like the systems that we have in place now that we've started this year are just like, it's so much less work on my end um, because we have, and you know, I talked to Kale about this too, is like creating, Specific jobs for people people to follow, so it doesn't because burnout is such a big thing in the in the fitness space. So allowing them to do their do, job and do it very well. So like coaches are coaches and they do that very well. Office administrators they are there for membership inquiries to handle you know general information questions. Um, they do that job very well. I think the next thing I want to do, which you know I think you guys have an order of importance that you guys designate, and I don't know if I'm following it or not, but um, is tr- creating a true. Salesperson, that their sole job is to follow up, follow up, follow up with you know any lead sources that we're having from you know funneling in from our online lead sources or whatever it may be. That would be my next role that I want to establish at that point And it. Then I think at that point I can't really think of any other specific roles that I would need to have in place. Um, other than that, but if I have my coaches, if I have my sales unit, if it's even if it's just one person to start, and then I have my admin. If I can have them all, you know, working synergistically with one another, um, to where everyone's on the same page. And then that just, so I don't have to carry or hold any of those hats. Obviously I can be the final decision maker on a lot of it, but, um, like, I don't want to wear all those hats. I want everyone to have their own thing and for it to be an organized process. So when, when people inquire, they have the same experience as when they, when they inquire online, they have the same, you know, like set the initial consultation, you set the appointment, they make the sale. From there, they go straight to office admin. They get you know hooked up on all the uh, the apps and put into the members group. And then once that that's introduced to our coaches, our coaches know exactly who they are, what their limitations are, um, and anything that we may need to modify. So as soon as they walk in, it's the exact same product for every single person. So that's like my biggest goal is to have a system put in place that's like the same product for every single person that comes in the door.
5: Yeah. So it sounds like with the goals do you have in mind to be really be a staple in the community, really mm-hmm. the biggest area for opportunity would be like this getting good systems in place
3: yep yeah that's i mean that's a part of it that that's interior business wise too because the thing is if in my head if we can do that just get more organized with the systems and it, it, it makes it less stressful and a lot of business is not growing too it's just like having a clouded mindset and clouded space where you're not able to you know obviously like you're too busy to focus being in the business to focus or on the in the business to focus on the business kind of a thing um so if we can have a system put in place for everybody onboarding, all membership inquiries. Um, it's just a lot less stress that we have to handle. And then we can focus on other aspects of, of being involved in the community. And like, obviously, and just utilizing our platform, again, because we have access to quite a few people, it's not a ton of people by any means, but on a daily basis, have access to quite a few people um, is because we have a better system in place. We keep more time on our hands that allows us to do more things at that point. And then we can you know, broaden our horizons a little bit.
5: Well, Jeremy, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you.
3: Uh, you can find us at www.taylortrainingsystems.com, Instagram and Facebook at Taylor Training Systems, LLC. Um, obviously you can DM us, email us. My email is jeremy at taylortrainingsystems.com. Pretty simple to remember. I appreciate y'all's time very much. Thank you for having me on.
5: Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. We really appreciate you for coming on the show. And of course, we're always looking forward to seeing what you're going to be able to accomplish down the road. Also, no problem. To everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you
0: soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors.
4: what's going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the gym lords podcast i'll be your host today my name is hannah and joining us on the show is keith booze owner of booze brick fit house in sayville new york keith how are you today
6: i'm very good thanks for having me on
4: awesome yeah we are super excited to have you on here before we dive into the business tell us what made you want to open the personal training studio
6: Yeah. I wanted to, I grew up in fitness. My dad was an amateur bodybuilder in the sixties and the seventies. I grew up with him. It was really just me and him and people from around long Island wouldn't come and they'd want to work out with him. He had a good reputation. So people were always coming over in my early uh, childhood. And I was always around it. If I wanted to be with my dad, I, I would be in his gym that he had in his home. And, uh, So I was very familiar, and um, it's just something that I really knew really well, and uh, I just started training people in 11th grade, 12th grade, in the 80s, when that was sort of becoming a thing, I went to school for this. Uh, at Springfield College. And um, it's just something that I was very familiar with. Uh, I'll just put it that way. And it uh, seemed like an easy transition to, as I was getting older, to go out on my own and to do my own thing. So, uh, and that's what led me to where I
4: am now. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. It seems like it's been part of your life, like forever. It really really has, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell us, tell us about the studio now. So, How do you describe it to someone who's never been in before and what's kind of like your training style
6: what we have is a one-on-one personal training studio so it's not a gym or anything like that but um it is personalized it is private um we have 30 and 45 minute sessions and people come in and once their session starts that's when our session starts with them and it's uh just one-on-one. It's not two-on-one. It's not three-on-one. It's not a small group training or anything like that. Cause I really, I really wanted to have quality and value and that personal uh, experience to actually give people, you know, not, not like, you know, people are being distracted by what else is going on around in the gym or anything like that. I really wanted something where it is so personalized and so concentrated on what they wanted to do what they told me that they wanted to achieve where they want to what they want to work toward or build on whatever that is so for every minute that somebody is with me once that training session starts with the exception of if I have to go to the bathroom i am with them every one of those minutes on their form on the safety of what they're doing and you know focused on their progression, their goals and where they want to go. So, um, I have myself and a couple other trainers and, uh, it, the whole workouts are predicated on those things predicated on what they wanted to do. And they come in, we run them through the workout. It's, it's the, these workouts are not pulled from a sheet that we give to just everybody that day or they're not they're not just a workout that we're doing with everybody that week these are individualized workouts so if you were coming in today at 3 30 you are not doing the same thing as Linda at 4. Linda is not doing the same thing as Jared at four thirty. like they are all like I said completely independent and predicated on you and what you want to do.
4: I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like you make every minute count from the second they walk in to the second the workout's over and it's totally individual. So I think that's, that's really a selling point for you. That sounds awesome. Um, and so how many members or clients um, are you currently working with?
6: We probably have, uh, we probably have anywhere's around uh, over 90 of people who are walking in the door each week. So uh, you know, some of them come twice, some of them come three times, but, but we probably have in the vicinity of a hundred, maybe 90 or 100 appointments coming in the door. Uh, so it's I'm not exactly sure of how many, but maybe that's 40, 50 people approximately or so. Yeah, see, something see. That.
4: yeah yeah, And is that somewhere like you're comfortable staying? are you still looking to grow the business? Are you still looking to get you know new members? I'm-
6: uh, I appreciate, I mean, I'm really comfortable. I really do like what I do, you know, 52 times around the sun, you know, I mean, I'm getting older, you know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, things are very good. I certainly can't complain. I, I really do like what I do, but I'm not really looking to do any more than that. I'm not looking to include any more hours. You know, when I was younger, you know, I was just trying to fill my schedule, fill my schedule, pack them in, pack them in. And I liked it but I needed to live as well. But at this age, I just, I really love what I do still. I just don't want to have to do it. I don't want to have to struggle or look at the clock and think that I have another, you know, seven more clients to go and get home at nine 30. You know, I, you know, I have a family and my, my kids are grown even though that is the case. Uh, I still want to get home at a decent hour. So right now it's good. I'm happy. Um they, things are good for us so this is pretty adequate for me right now
4: awesome i love that yeah sound like a busy guy um so would you you know want to continue the growing the business in other ways like if you could make more money but not have to add more clients to your own schedule is that something that um you'd be open to doing
6: or a goal like i'm sorry to interrupt you hannah but yeah of course i mean i mean if if an opportunity comes up to satellite to another studio um you, you know on the north shore or out or something like that i mean i will certainly entertain it you know it is a it is a lot of time it's a lot of expense to to you know with the equipment and 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 to get the people together and to not always be there all the time you know but uh yeah absolutely you know that that would be something of interest of mine down the road sure
4: yeah, for sure. And then tell me, so how were you able to build your client base? What was, you know, your strategy for your marketing, or to get people to know about your services in your studio?
6: It's a good question. It's it's really always been word of my mouth. That's really always been um, what has always worked. And um, you know, you get a lot of recurring when, when you're doing it for like 35 years. You get a lot of recurring customers, like kids who were 12. 13, 14. And now they're like the swim coach at the local college or, you know, kids who were 12 or 13 or 16. And now they're, they're done playing professional soccer and they want their clients to come to you to train. So a lot of recurring people through the years, you know, uh, I, I always try to reach out to people on their birthday. So when people come in, they sign the form I always jot down their birthday and if I haven't seen the person for 12 years or 18 years and that has happened I still reach out with a text or a phone call just to say happy birthday and that's it and I've gotten a lot of people to come back then that way and it's such a simple thing and I'm really just saying happy birthday but there's something about birthdays uh I don't want to focus on this but people generally tend to come in around their birthday like when you look at when they sign the sheet and when their birthday is they're pretty close together so people sort of think about those things around their birthday so I've got a lot of people like that group I've had a group on for like almost 10 years that's been big that's been a a lot of people um, through the years now Uh, you know, it's, it's a free thing. It's easy for people to use. It's super cheap. Yes. uh, You ask a lot of business owners. They don't really like using Groupon because these people are never coming back again. I don't really think like that. I just, I just try to give them everything that I possibly can and just, you know, just offer all that I can and hope that they'll want to come back and if they come back once that's worth it and if they don't want to that's cool too like it's not like it's you know working with people and getting to know them and really giving them something that they've never experienced before is fun so uh so I like doing it if I never see them again I mean I give them ideas and suggestions you know and I say if I never see you again this is like the most important thing that you could be doing right now. But uh between word of mouth, groupon, recurring customers, uh, you know, I live my I live, my place is on a pretty main thoroughfare. So a lot of people see me. So a lot of people have driven by for four, five, six, seven years and have thought about working out. And uh that's how I've gotten a lot of people as well.
4: Awesome. Yeah, I think controlling what you can control, like what you're saying about the Groupon people. You know, do your best to get them to come back in. But if they don't, like you gave them a good experience and that's really all you can do. So I think that's, that's awesome. Um, yes. But then have you put a single dollar into advertising over the past few years or has it all strictly been organic?
6: I think, uh, well, I think, you know, I did like do like, like an Instagram boost or a Facebook post uh, and it was cheap uh, and that didn't really work out. So, um, so no, it's the answer to your question, basically.
4: That's very unique. Do you use social media um, organically? Do you have a presence on there?
6: Yeah, I, 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 I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I'm not, you know, I don't have thousands or millions of followers or anything like that. But, um, I post, you know, five to 10 times a day or something like that. And like I said, I don't have a huge, I don't have like a lot lot of people following me. But I sort of, in my mind, imagine that it's people who are clients or friends of clients who follow me. And I just, uh, I just try to put out stuff that's related to me, my name, the training, health, anything that I think is funny. And I think a lot of things are funny, so I just put out whatever and. you know, a lot of people enjoy it, I think, but I'm, but in no way am I an influencer or anything like that. I just put out content and if people like it, that's great.
4: Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's a good way to do it too. Just post what you like. And if it resonates with people, then you're bringing in people that, you know, will relate to you. And so I think that's a good way to approach it too. Um, Thanks. but, so, what are your goals with the gym? You know, looking ahead, maybe a year, two years down the line, where do you hope to see it? And where do you hope to see yourself as a business owner?
6: Well, I, I, I do want to get more equipment. I just want to have, uh, down the road, I just want to be better. I just want to be better with people. I want to give people more, honestly. But uh, my daughter is 20. And uh, over the last couple of years, she has started training. And I never, let me just backtrack you know when I was growing up my father was making sure that I was working out every day it was the type of thing where he's like did you work out today when I'm young and I'm like dad it's Christmas and he's like so so like I was working out every day and I didn't want to do that to my kids so um they always knew it was available and uh my my kids my son's 22 my daughter's 20 they have just come back to working out and I'm glad that they're doing it on their own with their own motivations my my son actually works out with my father but uh and my daughter she goes to her own gym but she's been she's been training people for me here and there I would love to see her and she has a full-time job in her own career but I would love to see her get in there follow the family name and sort of do that. If she wants to do that, she's good at it. She's got a great personality. I would love to have more trainers. You know, I mean that's really where you make more money. Uh I'm not so focused on that like getting trainers cuz it's a lot cuz people got to fit your place. They you know, they can't be they got to they got to fit a special mold sort of like know they got to be courteous and they got to be nice and sincere and able to give a good workout and to work with an 84 year old just as easily as they could work with a 12 year old so to be able to have that kind of you know to be able to have that kind of um stretch to do that kind of thing takes a special person so it's it's really hard to find somebody who could you know, be able to accommodate all those things and be a trainer. But yeah, I'd love to have more trainers. That's where you make more money. Um, but it's just like I, I can't just hire a trainer off the street. And if I do get a, hire a trainer from another gym or something like that, you know, they want money. They want like you know, they want to be they want to be paid. Uh, you know, from the get. And I don't have like enough clients to start a new trainer with you know, five or 10 people on a Monday or something like that. So uh, as people come by, they, you know, they want to gravitate towards training people, you know, I'll I'll entertain that idea.
4: Yeah, I think that's a a good way to make more money, grow the business, but not have to trade so much of your time. Like, you know, you want to live a life too. You have kids. Um, I'm sure you don't want to be in the business constantly. So I think that's a good goal to have to continue growing the business. But, you know, do it with you know other trainers maybe getting more clients for them rather than for yourself um but has your has your daughter expressed interest in working in the business
6: yeah she you know she uh she she you know she's a she's strong personality person and uh she does her own thing so I I never like to push people I never like to tell people I never like to tell them you got to do this you got to do that I don't tell anybody in my family you know Do this, do like I'm not like that. I don't tell my clients, do this, you got to do like I'm not like that. I put it out there, and if they want to take advantage of it, they can. But yeah, she's she's expressed an interest, and uh, you know, we'll see. She's good at it, and uh, you know, uh, you know, and um, as more opportunities come her way, I'm going to present it to her. And if she wants to take advantage of it, she could. And my son, as well, you know, he could do the same thing also.
4: That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I wish I had a parent with a gym. <laughs> That'd be super yeah, cool. What? I wish I had a parent that had a gym. I would be there all the time.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, so tell me what is your favorite and least favorite part of being a fitness studio owner? We'll start with least favorite and then we'll go to the favorite.
6: My well, my least favorite is chasing people for money. Like I think it, I think Venmo is great, and I think you know, you know, people paying however they want. You know, people ask, you know, you know, how could I pay? And uh, I think Venmo is great, and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to swipe a card. I don't have to ask. Well, I never ask for money, but. Uh, I I just don't like chasing people down for money and I, and I don't, and I don't want to do that. I, you know, I don't, and most people, honestly, they're honest. Like, you know, people might forget, you know, to pay for the last two or three sessions. I mean, I sort of keep track, but like, I'm not, I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to be saying, oh my gosh, this person didn't pay. This person didn't. I don't want to be like that. So I just, I don't even pay attention to it. I just sort of leave it up to them. And I trust people. People are honest. Honestly, when you're, I, b- I believe when you're honest with people, they'll reciprocate. And, uh, but that is definitely my least favorite is asking people how many they owed for or something like that. I don't really appreciate that so much. Right.
4: Yeah. Have you thought about using some sort of like automated software that would keep track of that for you and do the reach out for you?
6: No, no. <laughs> uh, that's not really the direction I want to go. And I, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Now people will always pay. Like I said, people are honest. They'll always pay up. I just don't like having to uh, chase it, but I will say my most favorite part of the business and what I do is scheduling appointments. So when I look at my my calendar and my schedule for the next week, I love looking at my waiting list and getting people in where they want or, you know, trying to fit them where they want to be. Like, there's just something about scheduling that I just really love. Like, I love looking at my schedule for the next week and seeing that it's, that it's packed, you know, and that the girls, you know, have all their clients, you know, all situated. So that is my favorite part is finding, you know, appointment slots and times and different things for people, rescheduling people. Like yes, most people they hate that. Like I just really like it. I just so something about it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I've never gotten that answer before. That's super interesting. I can see how it would be like rewarding and like satisfying to like pack a schedule, pack other people's schedules, make people happy by moving them around for them. I can see it. That's cool. Yeah, I-
6: I I just really like it.
4: That's Awesome. Okay. Now tell me what would be your biggest piece of advice to someone who wants to own their own gym someday? A lot of our listeners are, you know, aspiring gym owners. So if you could give them, you know, a piece of advice, what would that be?
6: That's such a great question. You know, I always, uh, had said to my kids when they were younger and you could ask them that if they, if they, if they'll always, always, and. People have heard this these days now, but if they always look for the thing that they're really, really, really good at, that they really, really, really have a good knack at, or something that they really, 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 really like, if they just are aware of what that is or find what that is, they will never not be happy at work like they will never have to work another day for the rest of their lives so if if they want to be a gym owner there's there's probably a reason that they're wanting to do that and whatever that reason is it may be that uh maybe they like equipment maybe they like how equipment works maybe they like uh the relationship that they make, uh, with their people. Maybe it's, um, it it could be anything, but whatever that thing is that specific that they like to do, they really need to find that and do that and get all up in, you know, get all up in that. Like one thing about my dad is he's, he really knows the body. He really knows the musculature. He really knows like all the systems of the body. And he loves the technicals of machines and how they work. And he has his own machines that he has a patent on as well. So he loves those specifics. And that drives him. It's not so much the relationships with people, I don't think. It's not so much uh training people or or that kind of thing but he loves like how a muscle works and why certain muscle fibers are not working and contracting right now like he loves knowing you know when people are failing what is happening and why this machine is doing that to them so as long as you we could find something that we're so happy about specifically whatever that is we will never have to work a day in our lives. So for anybody out there who is looking to have a gym or looking to have a place down the road, they just really need to be in touch with what they actually really like. Not what their mom told them that they're really good at or that they like, or not what all their friends say that they really like or that they have a really good knack for, but what they really, really actually like to do. Like what, Like I told you when I said scheduling, That's something that really drives me. I love that. And then everything else is cake.
4: Yeah. I think that's really good advice. It's like, don't try to be the people person. If you're the physiology person, like find what works for you and what drives you and and stick to it. I think that's really good advice. People try to, you know, make their weaknesses, their strengths when they could really just be honing in on their strengths. I think that's good. Yeah. Well, keep. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today. Um, this has been so great and so insightful. Um, before I let you go, where can we find you? Um, what's your social media? Um, do you have a website? Where can people follow along?
6: Yeah, uh, people could find me at, uh, well, boozefitness.com. It's B-O-O-S fitness.com. Um, I I do, I'm on Instagram. It's um, boozebrickfithouse, um at boozebrickfithouse. Brick Fit House. No, wait, wait what is it? maybe it's Brick Fit House of Booze. So it's Brick Fit House of Booze. Um, people could find me on, on Instagram. And uh, that's basically it. Or they can call me 516-652-6105. Call or text is fine. Whatever works for people. And that's basically it.
4: So awesome. Thank you. thank you. Thank you so much, Keith. This has been a really good conversation. Again, guys, it's Brick Fit House of Booze on Instagram or Booze Brick Fit House dot com, correct? Yep. Awesome. Thank you again, Keith, for being on the show.
6: Thank you. I appreciate it.
4: Absolutely. All of our listeners out there, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out.